This podcast is supported by FedEx. FedEx offers fast delivery, more visibility, simple returns, and weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. population on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. With FedEx, you get picture proof of delivery, ensuring you always know where your package is. Returns are simple with packageless and paperless returns. Plus, FedEx Ground is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. So, what are you waiting for? See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively, FedEx. It's three o'clock somewhere. Time for a My Mochi ice cream snack. My Mochi ice cream is cool, creamy scoops of premium ice cream wrapped in sweet, pillowy dough. And get this, all of My Mochi's fabulous flavors like strawberry, mango, double chocolate, and cookies and cream are only around 80 calories per piece. Talk about a guilt-free, indulgent experience. Each box of My Mochi ice cream has six perfectly portioned, gluten-free mochis that are great for grab-and-go. So feel good while curbing your afternoon cravings or the midnight munchies. Yeah, you know who you are with the joyfully chill sensation of My Mochi ice cream. Find My Mochi ice cream at Target or visit MyMochi.com to locate a grocery store near you. The president's sweeping agenda. America is on the move again. Raid at Rudy Giuliani's place. This is disgusting. This is absolutely absurd. Battered industry looks to midsummer. We can safely resume cruising. Good morning. I'm Steve Kathan with the CBS World News Roundup. Madam Speaker, Madam Vice President. For the first time, two women stood behind the President of the United States, a historic moment in Joe Biden's first address to a joint session of Congress. CBS's Weijia Jiang says he struck a personal tone and declared, America is rising anew. We're working again, dreaming again, discovering again. And leading the world again. Mr. Biden highlighted his accomplishments, signing a massive COVID-19 relief plan into law that included direct payments to Americans, administering more than 200 million doses of the COVID-19 vaccine, and creating more than 1.3 million new jobs. More jobs in the first 100 days than any president on record. President Biden urged Congress to pass a pair of sweeping infrastructure proposals, the American Jobs Plan and the American Families Plan. We can't be so busy competing with one another that we forget the competition that we have with the rest of the world to win the 21st century. And he pushed lawmakers to pass the George Floyd Justice in Policing Act by the anniversary of Floyd's death next month. We have a giant opportunity to bend the arc of the moral universe toward justice, real justice. The reviews of the Biden speech are mostly good, but the audience was largely a Democratic one. 85% in a CBS News poll approved. 78% said the address left them feeling optimistic about the country. In the Republican response to the speech, South Carolina Senator Tim Scott suggested Democrats are using race as a political weapon, and he urged Mr. Biden to expand options instead of throwing money, as he put it, at the nation's problems. Republicans support everything you think of when you think of infrastructure. Roads, bridges, ports, airports, high-speed broadband. We're in for all of that. Democrats want a partisan wish list. They won't even build bridges. 
to build bridges. Well, the FBI now has its hands on cell phones and other devices seized in a raid on Rudy Giuliani's home and office in New York City. CBS's Jeff Pegues. Prosecutors are focusing on whether Giuliani illegally lobbied the Trump administration on behalf of Ukrainian officials and oligarchs who were helping him acquire that information. They are also looking into Giuliani's involvement in the smear campaign to remove U.S. Ambassador to Ukraine Marie Yovanovitch from her position for allegedly opposing Mr. Trump. Now, Giuliani has denied any wrongdoing. His lawyer said that this search was unnecessary and, quote, legal thuggery. Not a North Carolina. CBS's Manuel Bajorquez says a judge blocked, at least for now, the release of body camera video in the fatal police shooting of Andrew Brown Jr. The judge said that releasing the video could hurt the investigation and threaten the safety of anyone who is on it, and he ruled that it will remain out of the public eye for at least 30 days. Prosecutor Andrew Womble said Brown's car, quote, makes contact with sheriff's deputies twice before shots were fired. Attorneys for Brown's family dispute that and say Brown never hit any of the deputies in the 20 seconds of videos that they have seen so far. They say any confusion will be cleared up if the tape is released to the public. The three white men accused of killing Ahmad Arbery in Brunswick, Georgia last year are now facing federal hate crimes charges. Lee Merritt is the attorney for Arbery's family. A huge burden lifted off the family. There's ample evidence that this was a hate crime. The USA Today reports cruise ships could set sail by midsummer in American waters. Mid-July is the target in a CDC letter to the industry if 98% of crew members and 95% of passengers are vaccinated. Miami-Dade Mayor Daniela Levine-Cava is excited at the prospect. We know we can safely resume cruising and maintain our position as the cruise capital of the world. There will still be some restrictions, and cruise lines will have to strike agreements with individual ports of call. In his speech to Congress, President Biden defended his decision to pull U.S. troops out of Afghanistan. CBS's Charlie Daggett is in the country now with more on the Afghan forces that will have to carry on the fight against the Taliban. U.S. trained Afghan commandos putting on a display of military force. The message, they're ready to take on the Taliban as America and its allies begin to pull out troops this week. The reality on the ground tells a different story. Special forces now face a Taliban more powerful than ever in the two decades since the U.S.-led invasion. As part of the peace agreement with the U.S., the Taliban pledged to sever ties with al-Qaeda terrorists. But General Yassin Zia told us they've become blood relatives. That's the relation of sister-in-law and father-in-law. The al-Qaeda and Taliban are as one in places. The U.S. military is preparing for a fight, deploying Army Rangers to help extract U.S. troops and extending the USS Eisenhower's stay in the region. Parts of Texas were bashed by stormy weather that included baseball-sized hail. This woman in the Dallas-Fort Worth area says cars in her driveway took a beating. I couldn't believe it, honestly. Every single car is completely destroyed. I can't believe that the glass is gone. On Twitter, second man on the moon Buzz Aldrin paid tribute to Apollo 11 crewmate Michael Collins, who died yesterday at 90. Collins piloted the command module while Aldrin and Neil Armstrong made history on the lunar surface. Collins didn't mind the loneliness. He said his big concern was that he'd have to return home alone if things went wrong. If it would fail to start for some reason, that was the end of them. They were dead. I'm going home by myself. Looking at Earth from a long way away, Collins said it was tiny, shiny, serene, and fragile.
Well, Thelma Sutcliffe is 114 years old and now the oldest living American. The Omaha resident says what she'd like to do most is have a meal with her friend after a year of pandemic restrictions at the senior home where she lives. Cars and trips are big TV game show prizes, but someone on Wheel of Fortune won the ultimate. She caught a glimpse of her new home. As soon as sixth grade teacher Laura Trammell of Mission Viejo, California, became the first contestant to ever win a home during the bonus round, the celebrating began. And Pat Sajak later explained why Vanna White ducked. You got whacked in the head by a clump of confetti. Thank goodness it wasn't my eye. You could have put your eye out. I know. Trammell walked away with a $375,000 house. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. Scary sight last night in St. Louis. Part of the lineup here. Oh, wow. Oh, no. Philly star Bryce Harper hit in the face by a 97-mile-an-hour fastball from Cardinals reliever Genesis Cabrera in the sixth inning of Philly's win. He left the game but said later he feels good and x-rays were negative. That's the Roundup. I'm Steve Kathan, CBS News. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert, and I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert. And I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. And how long have you been the, the producer of this? We've been doing this for two years now. Okay. And and what is it like to attempt to uh, get feedback from me about the podcast? Be honest about how quickly I respond to emails. You actually respond to emails surprisingly fast. Really? I, I think you might be the only person I respond to. <laughs> respond too quickly. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. I expected I expected you to lay into me. Well, this was over the strike period. Oh, I had time. Yeah. See, that, that, does, that doesn't count. <laughs> sure, I responded to everything because responding to you, putting reruns up on the podcast was like a form of employment. Yeah. And I felt like I had something to get up for every yeah. day. So thank you for that. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts. For more than two centuries, the White House has been the stage for some of the most dramatic scenes in American history. Inspired by the hit podcast American History Tellers, Wondery and William Morrow present the new book, The Hidden History of the White House. Each chapter will bring you inside the fierce power struggles, the world-altering decisions, and shocking scandals that have shaped our nation. You'll be there when the very foundations of the White House are laid in 1792, and you'll watch as the British burn it down in 1814. Then you'll hear the intimate conversations between FDR and Winston Churchill as they make plans to defeat Nazi forces in 1941. And you'll be in the Situation Room when President Barack Obama approves the raid to bring down the most infamous terrorist in American history. Pre-order The Hidden History of the White House now in hardcover or digital editions wherever you get your books. It was the biggest scandal in pop music. The stars of Milli Vanilli, the Grammy-winning multi-platinum R&B phenomenon, were exposed as frauds, but none of this was their idea. So whose idea was it? Enter German music producer Frank Farian. He saw the success of acts like Michael Jackson and Prince, and he wanted in, no matter the cost. So he devised the perfect pop heist. Two once-in-a-lifetime talents who were charismatic, full of sex appeal, and phenomenal dancers. The only problem? They couldn't sing. But Frank knew just how to fix that. Wondery's new podcast, Blame It on the Fame, dives into one of pop music's greatest controversies and takes a never-before-heard look at the exploitation of two young Black artists. Millie Vanilli set the world on fire, but when the truth came out, Rob and Fab were the only ones who got burned. Looking back now, it's hard not to wonder, why did everyone blame them and not the man pulling the strings? 
Follow Blame It on the Fame, Millie Vanilli, on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of Blame It on the Fame early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus.